Hello, and welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self-Care podcast. I'm so excited to be here for episode 32. This week, we're continuing on with the Choosing You series, and we're talking about eating mindfully for your health. Now, I don't talk a lot about food on the podcast um, when I'm talking about deep level self-care, but it is an important part of self-care, and it's also an important part of choosing yourself first. When we eat healthy, fresh, whole foods, then in turn, we feel good. We have energy, and it supports our long-term health. And when we eat processed crap 100% of the time, we don't usually feel great. But also, this habit will have long-term effects on your health that you might not see probably until your middle age, if you're lucky. So let me tell you a little fact that when you reach middle age, you don't feel old. I mean, I feel the same mentally as I did when I was younger. I mean, I've grown, I've learned, but I feel the same. So I kind of want my body to feel good too. I want that to match. So making some really small shifts in your mindset and lifestyle will help with this. And on today's episode, I'm going to share with you six small shifts you can make that will have a powerful shift towards supporting your health and your future. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset, and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, and welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. My name is Tina Stinson, and I will be your host today. And as I said earlier, we are talking about choosing you, uh, using mindful eating to fuel your health, okay? And some of you might not know this about me, but I started off as a holistic health coach, and then I got certified in culinary nutrition as an instructor, um, primarily working with plant-based diet. And I did this before I was a life coach. I got certified as a life coach out of frustration, complete frustration, but when I worked as a health coach, because people only seem to want a quick fix. And I was in it for the long haul of a lifestyle transformation. And I can't even tell you how not interested people were. And I, I really was blown away by this and completely frustrated. And I felt that I would get further and helping people with the message that I wanted to get across by being a life coach because most of the things that affected their health health were in their life, okay? Hopefully hopefully that makes sense. So this is why um, I'm lucky enough to be able to combine all three of these to help my clients transform. I feel like I didn't plan it that way, but it worked out pretty good. And some of you might also know or not know that I also had a, I had a stroke when I was 39, which led me down this road of a career change because I realized that you could seem like you're doing everything right, like you're fit and you're eating healthy and you're going through life and you everything seems good. And then still, bam, you have a stroke, right? So this was a, a lesson I was lucky enough to learn earlier in life and that health is not just about what you eat and whether you exercise enough. It's about your lifestyle. It's about your stress levels, your happiness. It's a whole package of things 
Um, it's baked into a beautiful pie. Yes, this is this is kind of a quote from one of the songs from Waitress. When I say baked into a beautiful pie, I can't help but think of Waitress. That might not have the same effect on you, but it does on me because one of my kids was very heavily into musical theater, and I listened to the Waitress soundtrack many, many, many times, and I love it. Love it. So with all that said, I want to share with you today a few mindset shifts um, to help you heal with food, to help you not so much heal, but to support your health in the way that you eat with food or the way you think you should eat with food. And I'm going to start with number one. So number one is something I talked about this week in my Monday self-care challenge. And if you've never heard of that, um, I guess you could probably follow me on Instagram at Tina Stinson Coach, or you could head over to Facebook and join my Soul Aligned Self-Care group because I go live in there every Monday with a challenge, right? And so I talked about this for the challenge this week. And that is whenever you eat or drink, I want you to get present and be mindful, get really present with yourself and ask yourself the question, does this serve my health, body, and energy, or does it hinder my health, body, and energy? And I want to remind you that when you're doing this, this is just about being aware. It's about not going about your day, just shoving stuff in your mouth and not knowing what the heck. Like if I asked most people at the end of the day what they ate, they would really struggle with coming up what that was. Or they would think they knew what they ate or and drank, but they would forget a few things, right? But when you become really mindful and you pay attention to what you're putting in your body, you're more careful. You just automatically become more careful. So this is not about being perfect. What this is about is it's looking at what you're putting in your body and questioning it. Is this good for me? That's all That's all that this is about. And sometimes when you question these things, like I said, you automatically want to do better for yourself because most of the time when we're putting crappy stuff in our mouth and in our bodies, we're not really thinking about it too hard right? It's not that we don't care. We know that it's not good for us. Like, so I might ask myself this question and be like, no, actually it's not good if I eat a whole bag of chocolate, but I'm doing it anyway, because that's how I'm feeling today, right? And I always quote this movie, um, How Do You Know, with Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd. And there's a part in the movie, she, she does these little quotes and affirmations throughout the movie. And if you haven't seen the movie, you have to watch it. Jack Nicholson is in it too. There's, there's so many people in it, actually. It's just such a good movie. And she says to herself at one point, um, she's, she's getting ready to get drunk. She's like, I'm just going to be honest with myself and I'm going to get drunk right now because that's, you know, that's how I'm feeling. I'm totally screwing up that quote. That's not exactly what she said, but she was just acknowledging what she was doing. And she was like, I don't care. This is what I'm going to do anyway. Right. So it's not about being perfect. It's about being mindful and paying attention. And if you're eating some type of processed food, I'm not perfect. I eat processed food, but most of the time I don't. So, and I'll be talking about that in a few minutes, the 80-20 rule. I'll be talking about that. But um, when I do eat something processed, I do kind of look at it. I take a look at it and I read the ingredients. And if I don't know what something is, I look it up. We have Google now. This is so easy. And and then I learn about that ingredient. And sometimes just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean it's bad, right? It doesn't always mean that. It could be some kind of a preservative. It might not be bad for you. It could be some um, kind of a supplement of some sort. I don't know, 
right? But it's, it's good for you to know. And I always tell my clients that if you wouldn't give it to a small child or your baby, your, your child, your own child, if you don't have children, your dog, right? <laughs> if you don't have a dog, just go with me here. Just go with me. If you wouldn't give it to them, then maybe you shouldn't put it in your own body. And it's about questioning things and trying to do better. And if this cookie has way too many crappy things in it, then find a cookie that doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So that's number one. Be mindful. Ask yourself that question. Every time you're going to put something in your mouth, ask yourself that question. Number two. Okay. Every time you eat or drink, be grateful that you're able to have this good food in front of you. And I think a lot of us can relate to this nowadays because it's like, you know, a small investment to go buy food today, right? So this could be as simple as thank you universe for all this, all of this food, this great food to help fuel my body and my life force, right? It could be something as easy as that. Or you could just, you could just say it in your head to yourself, thank you. Thank you. You know, you don't have to say anything out loud. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be this big drawn out thing. It's just about being grateful because being, whenever you're grateful, it just puts you in a better state. And I'm talking about that next, about being in a better state. So when you're in a better state, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go into number three, number three, before you eat, take a few deep breaths because getting yourself into a relaxed state before you eat can not only help you absorb your nutrients better, but it can also help you digest your food better. Okay. And so going back to number two, being grateful, this is the start of putting you in the right state. You're slowing down a bit. Even if you're like in your car eating a granola bar, you're still taking a moment. You're slowing down a bit. But taking a few deep breaths and getting out of fight or flight and into rest and digest, there's a reason they call it rest and digest, right? Because if you're in fight or flight, your body's focusing on survival. It's sending all, all the focuses on, you know, you know, running away from the tiger, which isn't really happening, right? So when you're in fight or flight and you're eating, what happens is this can cause stomach upset, this can cause gas, this can cause indigestion. So if you suffer from any of those things, I'm not saying this is the cause, but this, if you start paying attention to this, this could help, right? It's not about one thing that we do to help make changes in our health. It's about all these little things that we do, all these little switches, all these little shifts. So by taking the time to take a few deep breaths. I like doing box breathing because it's distracting enough for me to focus on my breath because I have to count. So if, for those of you not familiar with box breathing, you could just go to YouTube if you want to see a video. But basically what it is, is you breathe in for four, take, you know, take a deep breath in on a count of four. And then when you get to the top, you hold it for four and then you release it for four and then you hold at the bottom for four. And so this works for me because I'm counting and it helps me getting to a relaxed state very quickly as opposed to just taking some deep breaths, okay? So that's why it works for me. Try it uh, or you might already have a breathing practice that works for you. This is very helpful no matter what you're putting in your body. Take a few deep breaths and try to get into a relaxed state starting with your gratitude, right? So those two are kind of a combo together that you should use together. So next... Number four, follow the 80-20 rule. And this is what I was talking about earlier. So this is what I do. This is my opinion, okay? This is what works for me. Um, you have to find out what works for you. So if, if this resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, then just leave it behind. So I eat well at least 80% of the time. I would actually go as far to say that I eat well more than that. 
but it, it's at the very least 80% of the time. And I'm eating a plant-based diet, plant-based whole food diet, at least 80% of the time. I never eat meat, but I do sometimes eat eggs. Okay. But I never eat meat. I haven't had meat in, I don't know, 15 years or so. So, so what I do and, and eating meat isn't like, I'm not going to tell you how to eat. I think I talked about I don't know if I talked about this in a previous episode, but every person is different and you have to find a diet that works for you. It's not enough for you to say, I'm going to find, I'm going to follow a keto diet or I'm going to follow a vegan diet or I'm going to do this, right? It's, it's smarter. And I think just better for yourself. If you really take the time to do maybe like a food diary and see how different foods make you feel and pay attention to that and then eat that way right? Learn what, what you need and what you don't need, what doesn't work for you. Because I, you know, I, that's what I do. I call it the Tina diet, right? This is my diet and I'm not going to judge anyone for eating the way they eat. And I'm not going to judge, I don't want anyone to judge me. All right. I'm going to do what works best for my health. And if that changes over time, as I age, which it will, right? You change over time. So your diet should change over time, right? To serve you what what you need as you're going through the changes of life. So um, for those of you who feel like, you know, if you're vegan and you're judging other people for eating meat or eggs or whatever they're eating that bothers you, um, try not to pass judgment on other people because sometimes there's a reason for people eating a certain way and for them not eating a certain way. And they might not be the worst person in the world, Okay. <laughs> So no judgment here, right? If you want to eat meat, eat meat. This is just what I do. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and there is a healthy way to eat meats. So I like to focus. I always share this with people because I find this to be really, I don't know what the word is. I don't know. I really like the study, the um, Blue Zone studies. And I think it was done by National Geographic. If you Google that, you'll find it very quickly. It's very popular. They have cookbooks, everything. But what I like about this study is it follows people, different, very different people, very different communities all over the world, eating different things, doing different things, right? But they're, these people in these communities live into their hundreds, but not just live into their hundreds. They're living. They're functional. They're doing stuff. They're a part of their community, right? So... And what I like about it is they've, they've come up with eight common things that each one of these communities do um, that contributes to them being able to live long and healthy. And one, one of them is eating a plant-based diet, but it's not completely plant-based. Some of these communities eat meat. They just don't eat it that much. It's more of like a, you know, a special occasion kind of a thing. And some of these people eat fish and some of these people eat, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to use an example. I know there's one one of these communities eats a lot of products from goats, okay? So it's like different places all over the world, like Japan, um, Italy, Greece, Costa Rica. There's actually one in the United States, and I can't remember all of them, but um, it's very, very interesting because they're not doing the same things. But there are eight commonalities, and I, I don't, I can't like name them off at the top of my head right now. But one of them is eating and another one is community. So it does depend on your mental well-being too. Okay. So um, so what I do in my life is I try to eat real plant-based whole food almost just during the week, right? And then I relax a bit on the weekends. Now I don't go nuts on the weekends because I'm telling you, when you're eating healthy and you're taking care of your body, you really don't want to screw it up all screw it all up on the weekends. Like you might, 
you know, if I go somewhere, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to have cake. You know, I'm going to have cake. I'm having cake. Okay. And I'm going to do what I want. And I'm just not going to be as, I'm going to be more relaxed on the weekends. But during the week, I might not have cake unless it's like a birthday or something. I never turn down birthday cake. Never. Right. So, (laughs) so I don't want you to like, um, stress over this. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. Now I don't go nuts on the weekends. Like I said, mostly because I really don't want to feel like crap because you get used to feeling good. You get used to having energy. You get used to having a very healthy digestive system, right? You get used to certain tastes. Like when you're not eating a ton of processed food, you're not eating a ton of salt and sugar. So then when you do eat something that's processed with salt and sugar in it, it tastes super salty and super sweet. Your taste buds adjust. So a lot of the things that I used to like when I didn't pay attention too much to eating a plant-based whole food diet, I don't even like anymore. They don't even taste good to me anymore. And I can give you a a perfect example of this. I used to eat, I can't remember the name brand, but they were tortilla chips with lime flavoring. And it had like that lime, salty, dusty shit on it, like Doritos, right? But it was delicious. I used to love those. You guys, for those of you who eat them, you know what I'm talking about, right? And then, you know, I went to plant-based whole food diet and I started eating really healthy. And then I tried them again at another time and they tasted disgusting to me. They were way too salty. They tasted kind of chemically. And I thought it was really weird. Now I've now find and found another version of these, um, a healthier version of these that actually tastes pretty good to me and they're not too salty. And I can't remember the name of them because I would give them a shout out if I could remember. But anyway, um, your taste buds change, right? So going nuts on the weekends doesn't really happen. It, you know, sometimes, or I'll go out to eat on the weekends and I'm not going to like really pay attention too much to what I'm putting in my body. Um, you have to have some fun sometimes. That's, that's a big part of being healthy is having fun. So that leads me to like the next step, which is step number five, do not take yourself too seriously. Okay. What I mean is don't be the food police. Just do the best you can do and don't stress yourself out because if you are stressing yourself out, you're kind of negating the positive effects of eating well in the first place. Stress is terrible. It has a terrible effect on your health. And if you're getting too like too like nitpicky about what you're putting in your body and you're being crazy and and all your friends are starting to get annoyed with you and your family is getting annoyed with you. <laughs> then that's a sign that you're taking yourself too seriously. Just do the best you can, but have fun at the same time. Because food is a big, huge part of our social lives, a huge part of what we do to have fun. And you don't want to take that away from yourself because we need that. Especially today, we need that, right? Okay, last one, number six. Make eating an event. So what I mean by this is stop for a moment and take the time whenever you can I know that this is very unrealistic for a lot of families today, but when you can do this, even if it's just once a week, do you remember like back in the day, like Sunday dinners with your family? I know some people still do that, but a lot of people don't, you know, but at least once a week, they, you know, they got out the good china, the cloth napkins and the crystal glasses and the flowers on the table and the candles and, and they spent time with each other and they they weren't on their phones and they didn't have the TV on or whatever, Right. So take the time to do this. If it's just once a week, it's once a week. If you could do it once a day, even better. But even if you're just sitting down for a bowl of oatmeal, 
do it. I do this all the time. As, as many times as I possibly can, I do this. Do I ever sit on the couch and eat while I watch TV? Absolutely. I absolutely love doing that. Okay. <laughs> I really do. But sometimes I don't. A lot of times I do this for breakfast. I don't know why it just works out. Breakfast. I even light a candle. But in the summertime when I have all the flowers outside, I have a, a flower vase next to me and I just make it beautiful. Treat yourself like the queen you are, right? This is about choosing you, remember? This is about feeling good while you're eating, setting the table, turning off the phone, turning off the TV, putting on some good music, sets the stage for a relaxing meal that is serving your body and serving your soul. So there you have it. This is just a start of some of the small shifts that you can make when you're fueling your body. Um, always be intentional about what you're putting in your body, but also be a bit relaxed. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Remember, we have to live in these bodies for a long time. So let's take care of them so we can show up in our life like the badasses we know we are, right? Let's put our best self first. Bye. Let's put our best self forward. I kind of screwed that up. Let's put our best self forward by choosing ourselves first. So before I go, I want to remind you to get yourself signed up for the free Soul Line Self-Care Masterclass Series for 2023. There will be five new masterclasses coming this year. When you sign up, you'll get access to them for, throughout the year when they become available. That's all you have to do is sign up. The first one is coming in this month, actually. I can't believe it's February already. And it's all for free. So sign up for the link in the show notes. Until next week, remember to always add deep level self-care into your daily life. Love you.